Hello world. Hello my friend. How are you doing? I hope you're well. I have an assistant now for work, which is lovely. And she's been pulling out some clips out of my podcast, which is great. I've been really looking forward to recording another episode. And somehow priorities have gone in the direction that I have just not found time enough for myself. Or when I have, I've really been focusing on focusing on spending time by myself, ruminating and whatnot. Knee reconstruction operation. Oh my goodness, there is so much to unravel. Uh, now it's week seven, 7.5 after the operation date. And I'm doing well. I've just seen a video today. I got rid of my previous one. He was really rude and unhelpful and uninspiring and unsupportive and not encouraging. And I believe that this is in my perception. And today I've got a bit of confirmation to it. Just not a very... I think he's lost his passion for the job that he did as a physiotherapist. So... For me, all I want is for somebody to just spur me on and say, you're doing great. That's exactly how you need to be doing it because I'm dedicating my life at the moment to my children and rehab, recovery with money. Also been very active with social connections and, and stuff, which is really nice. But also I am struggling to find uh, find the balance with just having a bit more spare time, I think, because I'm not busy as in I'm not working 70 hours a week. And if people can find time to do that, then surely I can find a bit more time to wind down, to chill out by myself, not to fill my diary all the time with um, get-togethers. I'm not complaining, by the way, at all. I've, I've worked very hard this year to make sure that I have friends that I like uh, but it comes at, at a cost when I feel quite exhausted at the moment. I had a bad night's sleep last night as well because I started to have the most anxiety I've ever had in my life uh, with regards to re-rupturing the ACL graft that they built into my knee from my hamstring. And I keep getting sort of flashbacks and I get very scared in public situations when I'm out of my crutches and now I can walk without crutches as well because as soon as I got the okay I've been practicing like a motherfucker so I still have to take the crutches out with me even though I can walk without them slowly it's very weak and wobbly still but I'm just scared that somebody will sort of push me and not be patient enough with me um and yeah so I carry them with me what's I going to say in terms of so God, I've gone gone into so many directions with this now. Anyway, my assistant is pulling out things which allows me to get more work done. But I'm trying to find balance with that. Uh, I, I don't just want more work. I want more meaningful work. I want to do stuff so that I can help more people in this world. And that's good. And then when it comes to friends and whatnot, I have come to a deep realisation that I, <laughs> the human connections that I have in my life that I hold dearest, that I want to spend time on, 
other ones where people are being honest, open, receptive, wanting to have a conversation. And I've just I've just come to realize I can't give my energy and time to people who take offense easily because I don't that's not the way basically there's somebody who made me feel like really guilty for demanding that if he says he hates somebody and he really dislikes this person with a tone of voice that carried some emotion in it as well and I said oh gosh that's really interesting I have the opposite view so please can you like I want I want to know where you're coming from because I I want to understand I want to you know I want to change my mind that's one of the things that I just I feel like it's very important to spend time around people who aren't exactly like you. Well, obviously, you know, if if you have to have your own personality and your own thoughts and your own uh, opinions. And I think also if you have strong opinions, then you have to have thought about why you've come to those conclusions. So basically, um, I didn't really get a response, just a very offended reaction not an offended but just I was like oh god you look uncomfortable I, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable I just want to know why it's like mm. and apparently I was just being oh there's so many things that got in, uh, that went into that that I was trying my best to make sure that I wasn't saying anything bad I'm like surely you can back it up but yeah that was misunderstood in so many ways that made me feel a little bit nearly angry with myself that I've given time to someone who is not even willing to have an adult conversation and then basically attacks me afterwards with thoughts that are, you know, just in my eyes, not okay because they're accusatory, accusatory, accusing, um, you know the word I mean, but I felt very attacked in that I'd blamed him of all sorts of things, and I really, I really haven't, hadn't. Those weren't my my words; they were his interpretations, and that's really sad. But also, I made another friend, also male, who um, had gone through a serious, very bad accident with his hand, got crushed under a lot of weight, and basically, I've decided that we now have cripples club, because. You know, I, I'm, I don't have it too bad when I compare my situation to the two uh, other people that are in <laughs> my cripples, cripples club. We haven't got together as a threesome. Oh, God, that sounds wrong. That sounds really bad. No, 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 not that way. Um, but it's been very, very good and very interesting to share stories with other people who've gone through serious physical trauma. And the other guy got hit by a car last year the end of last year so nine months since the um accident and they'd told him that they possibly want to amputate his leg and also like just horrendous because people know me as this really active person and pretty much everyone's saying oh you're gonna be back at it sooner than you know no I won't 
this is a very, it's not a painful process because I've been so prepared for it, but this is a very patient process and I'm going to be patient and I'm not going to rush into anything because I know the science behind the recovery and my knee is not going to be uh, ready for intense activities for a while, for another, you know, six to eight months from now when I'm already in the second month of recovery. And so that's been, in a way, I'm I'm weighing up the kind of, I've kind of always think that I want to know more. I'm a very curious individual and I kind of think that there is there is no such thing as too much information. We're not, not going to go into details here, but basically some some truth if it's to do with personal relationships and friendships then yes it shouldn't just say absolutely everything that's on your mind because that's just not considerate and you carry some of that burden burden yourself but in terms of sort of real truths and facts uh real facts <laughs> true facts <laughs> stay clever let's say I, I just want to know as much as possible. And it's really, really interesting to hear people's stories who've actually had bad injuries. And because they, they we have this mutual understanding of how fucking psychologically hard it really is to have your life completely changed overnight or, or you know, in a in a second, in a in a fraction of a second, in a moment. Obviously, my injury came from a gymnastics or partner acrobatics uh, trick that was just, it was a shame it happened, but it it couldn't have gone any other way. And my new friend's psychologist had said that basically he has to understand that he's going through loss, which makes sense because you're grieving kind of the life they used to have as a fully able-bodied person and now it's gone and at the same time as you know you might regain function really well and be a pretty capable person afterwards as well and especially with my if I if I manage to rehab this knee properly my hamstring graft should end up being stronger than my original one so should be able to get back to normal activities, but also then it's just the fact that I will be more than a, like a year and a half older than I was before the injury. So it's not just what happened and then you're patient with time and you go through that, but it's that you're kind of never going to get that time back. So I will, I will never be able to get back into the sports that I used to do this in the same way because I've lost a year and a half of that time when I haven't been able to sort of fully try things and do things. And then I'm not getting any younger. I'm 37, am I? Something like that. You know, close to 40 years of age. And it's just a, it's just a fact that we're not getting any younger. And it's really difficult to... It's, you can't fully appreciate what you have if you haven't lost it. And for people to say to me, you know, oh, it'll fly by. No, I fucking won't. And people are so well-meaning and so beautiful and it's amazing to receive so much encouragement. But they just don't get it. Unless they've gone through something similar. And my situation is not similar to my friend's situations because it's not as traumatic. It doesn't take as long to heal. 
and it's very it's very different but it's there is something that we share psychologically us um, us in the cripples club that is very is very insightful and so if, uh, sure, sure, why does this watch always want to talk to me when i don't want to talk to it i need to learn to disable that anyway uh, so if you are someone who's gone through uh, <laughs> physical trauma please do send me a uh, an email or a dm on in the instagram uh, or email hello at ericahelsinki.com because that'd be very interesting very very interesting to hear other people's thoughts what else i actually have an hour well 45 minutes to myself which is probably it's, it's hard to, kind of the first time in weeks i have have time to myself but i bet very much i want to take time to go for walks to just sit down quietly by myself, to maybe go through pictures that I've taken during the day, pictures and videos. I take far too many. I should chill out a little bit because my my camera roll, photo, re, whatever it's called, it's just, I don't know how to learn to take fewer pictures and images because I still feel like I live in the moment when I'm taking them and I make sure that I absorb the moment as it is. Before I dig out my camera, or my phone, rather. Because you can't live life through the lens. It's not the same. It's all this time spent on social media and just behind screens. Or even in virtual reality, it's not the real thing. It'll never be the real thing. And fuck my life, I really worry for the future of men and women. Heterosexual sort of coupling because men I feel like I just meet people who have so beyond hope Uh, it's just so tragic girlfriends who to be honest me included at this moment in time like I don't I don't want anyone to mess up with my time quite tragic in a way I want to do exactly what I want to do and I want to live my life and I don't want to I love compromises but I don't want to live under the same roof with anyone right now apart from my children of course I I have no desire and then there's these guys who are either in you know long committed relationships beautiful good for them that was my dream back in the day that was my big big dream really want to grow old with somebody and but when you really know someone, you can really create that deep love where you love the other person because you know their flaws and because you are committed to working together in that relationship, in that companionship, to face any adversity. And the biggest tragic thing that could then happen is to lose that other person. I have that with my children now. Obviously, that, obviously that's not romantic, why well, do I even need to say that? That's ridiculous. Um, but it, it, guys, the amount of guys I just see, it, to me, feels like it's either they're on dating apps or whatever, going out in the at the weekends and stuff, which just isn't my thing. So I don't don't really know much about that anymore. And going to pull birds, and it's a very transactional sort of. Whoever gives it up the freest and the easiest, then they kind of 
win for that night or maybe at least for a part of that night and then they move on there's no there's no desire for that to go any further because if you are if you're a girl who gives it up on on a first date or as soon as you meet a bloke the bloke's not going to appreciate you they're not going to respect you so of course i i'd like to actually oh here we go if you know somebody who's had sex on a first date first time they got together and stayed together for like say more than four years get in touch I want to hear this story because I can't think of a single one that I know or have heard of. And then, because it's such a superficial market with um, dating apps, if somebody, and I know there will be a ton of guys out there who would love to be in a long committed relationship, but, and that's beautiful. But I think that, I don't know, to me it feels like it comes from a really insecure place of being desperate to find somebody and meet somebody instead of just trusting the process and taking the time and becoming friends and getting to know the other person first and just kind of letting go of this like oh what 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 should happen now and kind of like trusting some kind of rules or norms and then not really going with the flow and also guys who are sort of apologetic or too available to a woman at least for a woman like me, that's not attractive either. At all. Because then the woman doesn't have respect for the man. So I just think it's a lack of... If there is a guy who sort of would like something... I, I don't know. I feel I feel really sad about the situation of how many... I just don't think... I've not met in a long time anyone who's proper confident and knows what they're doing, knows what they like. And he's down for a, a relationship. I'm not saying I've been looking for one either. But it's just the discussions that I've had with friends. And friends of friends. And friends who not have told me about their other friends who I've not even met. And it's just the more and more... Mm, not, not a good situation, really. That's just my kind of very uplifting... Uh, thought set <laughs> that's my thoughts at the moment because it's like it's the kind of oh my god it's all age like chivalry like men just be nice to women because oh what was it just recently and it's like i think someone said it in a podcast and it was so it was so accurate that toxic masculinity is not masculinity at all and I think the guy friends I've had chats with say about when I went traveling around Europe and I was on crutches and just how no adult males offered their help to me when I was like carrying heavy bags and stuff and on crutches and really slow and everything. And it was just elderly people and, and, and families and like solo traveling women. I think there's something deeply, deeply, deeply wrong with that. And to then kind of have conversations about that with my male friends who say that they're kind of scared because of the internet and if somebody films it or takes it the wrong way or thinks that they are, you know, just, just being somehow sexually approaching the woman. But come on, we all need to grow a pair of fucking balls. 
or whatever the equivalent is for girls, pair of tits, <laughs> okay, um, you know what I mean, that's like toxic masculinity, I think is what stigmatizes, like people just think that if a guy's, I don't know, just, I don't know, I don't even know, it's just all really tits up, and if it, there's, I think, a sense right now where the world is so fucked up that I'm not sure what's going to come out of this. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go with a fucking flow and chill and, yeah, do whatever feels the best. It's quite crazy, and I've still not got back to how I'd like the house to be because going through this recovery process the house is messier than ever and like at a consistent level which I actually can't stand but the struggle with having enough time it's just not my priority right now I'm sat on my sofa and I've got a pile of clothes in front of me I've got my the bowl that I had my salad from before I've got a glass that I basically there's this just dishes out that could be in the dishwasher my, I've got a coat on my set, like my 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 seat. What's it called? Chair, chair. That was a difficult word for a fin. Uh, I've just got things I've ordered off Amazon that I've just opened and left. I've got a pile of books because I'm now a really avid reader. Um, I was actually just then reading a brief guide to philosophical classics, which has got tales about the Little Prince and uh, the Moomin Papa and um, Nietzsche and, and Camus and all sorts. Quite a, quite a nice little easy, easy read because it's got, you know, a short, easy to explain things in it. I think everyone, I think philosophy and psychology and health education and understanding finances should be such an essential part of primary education and people's school journeys throughout because I don't know there are like say I remember when I was growing up philosophy sounded so difficult and yes there can be very difficult concepts to grasp and but it can also be made really simple it can be explained a very simple way say the little prince some moomins deeply deeply philosophical things and so I don't really, I don't understand why they wouldn't be taught because I don't think we can survive this world if we don't have a deeper understanding of the surrounding world and ourselves and how the human mind works and how things work. I was even listening to a pod- podcast on um, economics economic economics economics um and that's sort of thing that normally say i was drawn towards philosophy and psychology because they sounded so like naughty i was like oh that sounds interesting and complicated i want to learn complicated things and then something like economics just sounds really boring and like why would anyone but then you listen to somebody who's actually a good teacher and tells you things in a simple way and suddenly it applies to everything. Like mathematics applies to bloody everything. We know that there are so many more dimensions in the universe than we can understand. 
and where are they? And the more I keep learning, the deeper the learning gets and the fewer people I have actually to talk to about this. But I, I, I think, yeah, it, it is like, things are everywhere. Like, <laughs> I wonder also what's going to come out of these UFO things and stuff. Funny how there's so many sightings in, uh, in America and stuff. But yeah, I'm taking the kids to London tomorrow. Again, we went two weeks ago as well. But I'm going to go and see my favourite favorite man. Is he my favourite man? I think he might be my favourite man um, in the world. Maybe. Oh, my God, that's quite a radical statement. But right now, it stands. Uh, Darren Brown has created a new show. Very mysterious. It's called... Oh, God, what is, what's it called? Oh, my God. Well, you'll find it out if you Google it. Um, and it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be performed. He's not in it. But if he's written it, I, I trust in it. I have full faith in it having it being uh, an, an awe-inspiring uh, event. So I can't wait to go and watch it. And also my friend, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay at hers or theirs her and her husband's house flat and really looking forward to just chilling out and having a bit of do you know what I'm really looking forward to sitting on the train and this time actually having time to go through my emails that sounds so horrific again emails are not my priority I don't read them and sometimes I'll have an important email from two weeks ago and I have no idea because I just don't even bother I don't get notifications anywhere and I just got nah I can't be arsed with that shit so train journeys I love to spend I'll take my iPad and I'll just go unsubscribe 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 because it's like there's nothing else to do there's not enough reception to have a phone call with with a with a friend or the internet's terrible so I could maybe actually download a couple of more episodes of the Vikings which I haven't even had time to watch recently and I, I can't wait to watch more of it it's not a lack of you know, sometimes you just feel like it's not a priority. It It is. I would love to do it, but I just don't have the time to do it. You know, people put off exercise because, oh, yeah, I want to lose weight or I want to gain muscle or I want to get stronger. But you don't really want to if you don't know your real deep motivations. Maybe my motivation with Vikings is just switching off and actually listen to, listening to a story that I find fascinating. I really in a really twisted way, fancy Ivar, 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 Ivar the Boneless in The Vikings. Oh, just love his character. Absolutely love it. Like, I started following him on Instagram after I watched The Vikings last time, just the last two seasons. And I was like, oh no, I don't fancy him, but I just fancy his character. He's so, just, so, Ivar. Uh, yeah, so that'll be nice. We're just going to be there in London for two days. So going back, uh, going going in tomorrow morning, coming back Sunday night. Uh, so it's weekend time, just uh, two days. And that's going to be a tiring weekend. Bless, bless the children. Again, summer holidays flew by for the first time ever. Some people are, especially parents, are complaining that there's just not enough, like schools should return and holidays should be shorter. We had no bloody spare time. But then again, I was spending a lot of it just on my ass resting. Uh, yeah, all my physio today. So happy to have her back. I'm, I'm going to be allowed. That was my third physio appointment. I'm going to be allowed to go in 
every week now, which makes me really happy uh, because it means that I'll be, it's like a little kind of like a group PT session nearly because I'll just be a physio and I don't know, a few other people observing um, the exercise that we need to be doing. And I've also taken on a few um, new clients recently, which is really nice. I get so much joy from work that I can't even begin to it's unbelievable when you manage to build something so kind of effortlessly and it it is something that just came to me so naturally as in I take so many things for granted about exercise and nutrition and I think everyone knows them and then I realize they don't I'm like oh gosh it's lovely to have a conversation with somebody who is so astonished at nutritional stuff and how the body works, body biomechanics, and I'm like, wow, wow, oh my God, I love teaching this shit, it's so simple. And they're like, oh my God, it makes sense, never thought about that, I know, right? It's so good. And then, yeah, we need to launch this 14-day challenge, which is just there to hopefully really help people build better habits. It's all to do with um, giving out a da- daily exercise plan which is super easy to do so uh, let me think every day has an exercise like one single exercise throughout the 14 days you'll do your whole body and your just core everything is going to be worked out uh, with no extra equipment needed and it's going to be either 100 reps of said exercise or 100 seconds of holding a specific exercise then a shopping list um, that's going to be you know the, the basis for how people eat on the 14-day challenge plan. Plan? Do you call it a plan? Uh, yeah. Um, and basically the whole, the whole big idea is that you, I don't want people to think that they can fail on it because they can't. It doesn't matter if you skip a day, if you, um, you know, don't do your exercises or if you um, eat something... Uh, other than what's on the on the shopping list and very importantly there's going to be such a big thing so I'm going to spend some time with every individual making sure that they know what they're doing like one-to-one and stillness practice is my favorite part of it so it's just going to be sitting down with nothing to do with no distractions no phone no screens Preferably no sound, but some environments it's not easy to arrange. But basically just taking a moment to yourself to do nothing and try not to get too caught up with your thoughts. But that's... I am so excited to start this myself. I'm really, because I'm, I'm really impatient because I'm just thinking, just saying like, come on, we need to get this on the road. But it's got so many little moving bits I just kind of, I just go, no, 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 I just want to give the 14-day challenge. Just just chuck it at people and just take it. Come on, do it. Let's have some feedback. Let's develop it. Let's make it the best 14-day challenge that's ever been out there. Oh, but then there's just website integrations and all sorts. But we're going to sort them out and get, get it out as soon as possible. Stillness practice, yeah, basically one minute on day one, two minutes on day two, three minutes on day three, and so on. So by the end of two weeks... 14 minutes because I've done like mini retreats and things it's unbelievable just to sit still because people don't take time to spend any time by themselves and many people 
will have intrusive thoughts, will have all sorts of anxiety that makes them feel like it's, I fully appreciate that it can feel super, super difficult to sit still doing nothing because we're not used to that anymore. But that is how us humans should live. We need to just sit with our thoughts. Too many distractions like is just making people unbelievably fucked up and that's not okay. That's not okay because that's never going to make the world a better place. And yeah, just not, not, yeah, not spending that, that time planning, you know, just going, okay, this is the one got two minutes of, no, no, no. You try and sort of, you won't be able to not think about anything. But then once a thought arises, which is a very interesting moment because you, so it might, it could be anything. And where the fuck does that thought come from? That's the more interesting sort of reflections. Like what? Oh, that's like thinking about the church. Oh, I haven't been to the church. Why, why did, what, what, just now, when I was kind of, not even super actively, but I was, where do these words come from? Where? They come from within my voice box, but, and kind of my brain, but I have no idea what I'm going to, going to say next. I have no idea. They just come. It's so weird. Why did I think of the church? I can't see a church, but I might have been subliminally exposed to church today or something. And I keep getting these really short dreams just before I wake up when I have my naps. It's so interesting because I might remember three different dreams, but they disappear from my thoughts straight away. So I don't actually, I can't recall them, but I know I've had them. And then I think I'm always so astonished just thinking, why, why, why? Where, where, where do these dreams come from? Oh my God, the human psyche is unbelievable. What else do we have? A bit of uh, focus on hydra- <laughs> hydration. Basically, it's as difficult as starting a day, day with a pint of water. That's it. Because some people just don't even properly drink, ever. And first thing in the morning, it's super easy. You can fucking leave it on, on your bedside table and down it in the morning or just go straight to the sink, whatever. Um... What else? Other bits and bobs. But hopefully this is going to be something. I want it to be something just where I'm able to give more to the world. Because I am at the moment in life where I have a bit of... (laughs) This is where I'm going to say I have a bit of spare time when I've just been saying I don't have any spare time. Fucking Jesus. Sorry, Lord, whatever you're supposed to say. Um... But I just feel like when once it comes from my heart and I know I just want to do good, then that is something that I really, I can't wait to give my time to, time and energy to. Because it's so rewarding, like my job, when I see and hear about people's revelations, their progress, uh, both physically and in particular psychologically. It's that mental health aspect that is the biggest thing. Because it, I think one of the big things when people come to my gym and they start training is they realize that yes they do come in to do physical exercise but it's about so much more than that we go through sleep actually yes sleep is one of the challenge things as well trying to spend i think at least seven and a half hours a night in bed people i've got a you know friends who can't like i've got pretty serious sleeping problems and everything but again the point is in not perfecting your sleep straight away necessarily but to make sure that you give your body at least the time to rest to lie down in stillness even if that means 
lying away and uh, lying awake at night, which I actually did last night. I was up at four o'clock in the morning. I was staying in my friend's house, um, whose sort of house I'm looking after while she's away, and I, I was up at four o'clock until past six o'clock. And I was just thinking it was too cold and everything. It's proper autumn now. I didn't want to get up and start doing stuff. And I was just... There's so many thoughts going through my head. And I can't wait to have a chat with a professional next week to see what they think about my headspace. Because in, in general, I I'm, I do feel like a semi-enlightened individual and I... I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, by the way. But I, my life is pretty stress-free free in general and, and, and good, which I'm, for which I'm very grateful. But the lack, of sleep, uh, the lack of sleep can really, really fuck up so many things in life. There's basically... You, you can't be a fully functioning, optimised individual. Not that anyone has to be optimised, but you know what I mean. If you don't sleep enough. Okay. Rare exceptions where I think there's some genetic, rare genetic mutations where some people cope super well with just a few hours sleep at night throughout the sort of life span and stuff. But that's not most people. And most people who say, oh, I can get six hours. But do you remember, do you remember a time when you were actually properly sleeping and having big long night sleeps because I I do that so solidly now that I can hand on heart say that just one night of bad sleep especially two nights in a row fucks so many things up can't think clearly things just become more difficult everything takes longer you're not saving time by say working longer hours because you become slower and when you're well rested you're gonna get shit done if you want to get shit done your emotion like emotion regulation is going to be so much sturdier um so good so i myself can't wait to start this 14 day challenge because i fucking need it i've been out and about too much and i want to just really focus on the basics and kind of it's not starting from scratch but all the complicating things is not going to work so it's a really simple, straightforward way to make sure that the basics are looked after. And then then it's time for the other things. I need a pee now. And I think I'm, I've just got enough time, do I, to pop to the shops before the kids come back, probably. It's just stopped raining. My lovely towels and shit were outside when it started. That was nice. Haven't started packing, haven't really even thought about packing. And I need to be in bed in a few hours. And I need to feed my children and uh, here we go. Here I am prioritising speaking to you uh, because that's what felt like the perfect opportunity. Um, my, my, My choices were going through emails, clearing my tabs or recording a podcast and sitting down with you, my friend, was by far the winner today. Out of those three, probably always. But, you know, I'm very, very happy that I finally got down to chat. Chatting uh, to myself and kind of to you in the future. But right now, when you're there, 
and I was in the past, so it's it's oof. Mm, the universe. <laughs> What's gonna happen now? Because I am forever for as long as internet exists, I will be forever. Imagine that. There's a trace. I like having a trace. And I hope I can be good enough a person to not get into too much trouble for it. But also, if this is going to help me have my tribe, like-minded people around me, then it's all worthwhile. All worthwhile. Okay, I'm going to go for my pee-pee now. But thanks for listening. Um, Feel free to, you know, drop me a message, whatever, if you want to talk. Don't be offended if I don't respond <laughs> because <laughs> I'm pretty terrible at even responding to my close friends. Um, I'm pretty good at um, responding to clients, my PT clients. So there's a there's a loophole into my my system, which is uh, message responding Jews. Uh, thank you. Oh my god, fuck! My English has been just ridiculous the past couple of days. I haven't been able to speak. Well, yeah, two days yesterday and the day before, I felt like the world's coming to an end. This is getting worse, like, all the time as I get older, because it's that time of the month. Um, Just horrific. Just think that everything's going to end. I can't put a finger on it. Don't know why. But anyway, uh, come back for another episode. Um, Hit subscribe or whatever button there is. And, 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 And share this episode with a friend, if you'd like. I would very much like that. Like I like you. If you're here still now, then that's that's decent. Okay, I'll catch you next time. Look after yourself and sending lots of strength and hugs, especially hugs. Thank God I've got kids because I love hugs and love your way. Bye-bye.